Can you just state your name, your pronouns, and how you would like to be identified? My name is Maddie Montiel. Uh, my pronouns are she, they. My name is Brad Butterfield. My pronouns are he, him. I like to be identified by my first name, Brad. <laughs> okay. Um. So can you tell me a little bit about yourself and just explain like your living situation? This is my last semester. I'm graduating this week. <laughs> oh, congrats. Thanks. Yeah, I'm stoked. Yeah, I'm an environmental science major with a concentration in ecological restoration and a minor in philosophy. Wow, that's awesome. My living situation, well, I live in my RV. I'm living at a community center parking lot. It's the only place in town where you can stay for multiple days without getting kicked out, which is really cool because otherwise we have to move every night and every morning, which is really awesome. So I studied about five years at Santa Rosa Junior College, and I ended up getting my associate's degree in psychology decided that I wasn't going to finish school and did a lot of traveling and I worked a bunch of jobs and and then late last year I decided that I wanted to finish out my degree um, actually get a degree in journalism so when I was looking at school options the most realistic one for me was Humboldt State now called Cal Poly Humboldt um, that's the only one I applied to and I ended up getting accepted in order to be able to afford the cost of tuition all the other living expenses I decided to live out of my van um, at the time that I moved up here I had a Chevy 3500 so think of like a plumber's van I've been that for all of the spring semester and then over this last summer I sold that and bought a larger RV so it's 25 foot long and I've been living in that all semester through fall. Challenges have you faced living out of your van? Normal challenges, getting water and electricity. Electricity is hard when I run off of solar and there's not a lot of sun during like the winter months, but I just conserve power. and Like that's so awesome of you that you're doing all of this and that you're still a full-time student while also like living out of your RV. I see it right now and it's so nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is Pearl. I heard that you guys aren't allowed, right, to park in the school or you guys get citations? So I've actually stayed on campus for the past three semesters in my RV, no problem. And like parking enforcement and UPD would always tell me like, oh, yeah, like we're not enforcing the parking regulation. Like you're fine. And like would like thank me and others for being there because we would help keep the parking lot safe and we would help keep it clean, like picking up trash and stuff. Yeah. Then all of a sudden in the 10th week of the semester, the school sent out this mass email and said that we're basically dirty and dangerous and unsafe and unsanitary and that's why they're gonna start enforcing the parking regulation yeah so do you know like what the school's gonna do about that like are they gonna try and like provide a parking lot for you guys like is this a, it's a big amount of students right that are living out of their vehicles yeah so there's about 20 of us somewhere between 15 and 25 it's hard to get a totally accurate number because um, a lot of people are very incognito and don't want to be identified. Okay. Yeah, there's, I would say, 20 pretty comfortably. And since the school came out with their notice um, that basically evicted us from campus, we've spent like four weeks meeting with administration and basically trying to lobby them to create some sort of safe parking lot or some off-site lot, or really any option for students that are forced to live out of their vehicles. And so far, we haven't made any progress because it appears that the president, Tom Jackson, and his chief of staff, Mark Johnson, were the two people 
that pushed for this. And they're also the two people that are being um, unwilling to negotiate or unwilling to talk about options. And why that is, is a little bit unclear. But Brad Butterfield and I, we have a pretty big community that's really close, but him and I started to go to meetings with admin, like go head to head with them and like ask them, like, why is this happening? Why are you claiming that we're somehow unsafe and unsanitary or causing fear and frustration? Like, what is that about? We asked a lot of questions, had a lot of meetings for weeks and skipped all of our classes to do that because it was like so much work. We didn't do any actual work or school or like fun stuff for weeks. I also heard that you guys created like uh, started an alternative living club. Yeah, we started the alternative living club. We actually were starting it already before any of this happened. So I'm the president. He's the vice president one of our other friends in our community is the treasurer and we started it because we wanted to try and like get access to more like resources for for people who live like this like one of the biggest challenges is mail like we have nowhere to get mail and it's really expensive to try and get a p.o box and really complicated so we were trying to get mail on campus and like so many people talked to us like so we wanted to make the club so that like people who live like us could get more resource access to more resources and people who don't live like us can use us as a resource to like have conversations to figure out like how to overcome the barriers and like come up with a plan so they can actually live like this too because we know the housing situation like obviously we know is like messed up <laughs> so yeah we started the club to like bring everybody together and create community around alternative living it's nice that you guys have a community or like a club you guys can lean on someone or you guys are all experiencing the same thing so you guys can all talk about it are you guys in touch with any other students that are in the same like similar situation at like other schools yeah we got in contact with a similar club that is started at um, cal poly san luis obispo um, my friend caleb in our in our community got in contact with them 30 plus students living like this too San Luis Obispo is allowing it right now and not enforcing the parking policy because in San Luis Obispo citywide there's a no sleeping in vehicles overnight ordinance so the school's kind of in like they the school kind of has to let the students sleep in their vehicles on campus and like turn away from it because there's nowhere else for them to go but it seems like what happened here at Cal Poly Humble is going to be a CSU wide thing. So pretty soon it's going to hit them too. So it's, we're kind of warning them, like, we don't know what's, what the solution is, but something's going to happen where it sounds like all CSUs are going to implement this enforcement and kick all the students living in vehicles off campus. So. Wow. I did not know that. Is there anything else you would like to add? Yeah, I guess the last thing I would like to say is that this has been a really eye-opening experience for me and that, like I kind of alluded to earlier, the only two people on campus that seem staunchly against students sleeping in their vehicles on campus are President Tom Jackson and his chief of staff, Mark Johnson. If anybody hears this that is at another school that's having a similar issue or just in general has, has a community of students living in their vehicles on campus, it would be super cool if they reached out to us so we can communicate with each other and get on top of this before other schools and students get hit out of the blue like this. We want everybody to at least be warned and ready. Groups of students or just individual students out there that want to contact us, they can contact us through our emails or our phone numbers, or we have the alternative living club.com. That's our website that we created for communicating with anybody and everybody and putting all the information that we have so far on there. Reach out to us so we can get together. <laughs>